Hi, I'm Rajorshi Dash and you're listening to Queerness and Storytelling in India. I have with me a very special friend and a very well-known filmmaker and a writer based out of Hyderabad, Telangana, Moses Tulsi, who writes about histories and genealogy of the Telangana region and I was very lucky to meet Moses for the first time in 2016 when I watched a documentary Walking the Walk. So welcome Moses. Thank you. That was a very kind introduction. <laughs> I was and we were actually talking about how I didn't get a chance to um flirt with Moses back in 2016 when I think it was the Delhi queer um fest if I'm not mistaken where you had come but I had watched your film uh twice I think before that uh, once when it was screened in Indraprasth College for Women and before that I think in one of the uh, film festivals so my first mm-hmm. like you know question to you is about what what do you think is uh storytelling and i know this film was not specifically focused on queerness it was more about trans pride and self determination and i remember that slogan jai hijra jai jai hijra but i wanted to sort of know what is what does storytelling mean for you especially you know as a journalist as a filmmaker yeah So before we get into that I want to address the whole Delhi meeting thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Officially. <laughs> since you said <laughs> since you said you didn't know how to approach me you, you should have gone ahead because Delhi mein to itne sara toxic masculinity hota hai. I would be like the least toxic seeming there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then this is something that I always uh, it always comes up when uh, people from the north come to Hyderabad and we hang out or we go there and the difference between uh, Hyderabadi men and Delhi men <clears throat> they both are the Hyderabadi men are uh, assertive but not mm-hmm. necessarily toxic. बट डेली में तो वो टॉक्सिक हर जगह है ईस्ट वेस्ट नॉर्थ साउथ बट Yeah, I didn't want to miss the chance to poop on Delhi. <laughs> yeah, you still you still have a chance. I might be back in <laughs> India soon. By the way, uh, for those who are listening, uh, I'm in Iowa City right now in the United States, and Moses is in uh, Hyderabad in India. So yeah. So yeah, um, walking the walk. I uh, I really appreciate you. Uh, <clears throat> I think you are one of the very few people who uh, could actually see the multi dimensions uh, in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, there was this boy who was from Vizag, uh, and uh, he had come up to me. I think this was in one of the screenings in Hyderabad, and he had come up to me. Uh, it had already screened like maybe ten times by then, different NGOs and. you know support groups and mm-hmm. uh, and stuff and he came out and uh, like he gave me a really warm hug <clears throat> and uh, i could tell that uh, i mean he was trying to speak to me i could tell that he's uh, not well versed in english uh, most of the film was in english right mm-hmm. and uh, he only spoke telugu and there were few parts in the film that were in telugu um, and the other few parts hindi also he didn't understand so 
it was it was a difficult i mean he he said he really loved the film he could relate to it and all that so it was a really difficult question for me to ask him um like you know you don't speak english well so how did you you know how did you connect to it because um and then he said well it it's just you know the just the power of the moving images just the imagery itself Mm. of the mother just the imagery itself of the indigenous uh, traditions just the image for him is it was just the image he wasn't even paying attention to what was being said and mm. and suddenly i recollected ravi my friend who wanted to do a photo essay on the film uh, with just the power of the images so the reason i bring this out is like he captured a dimension that even i didn't think about right in his imagination um so yeah you were asking if i understand your question right although the film um, puts trans activism in the forefront how do mm-hmm. you sort of how do you sort of see <clears throat> the whole spectrum of queerness yeah playing playing within it right um, yeah. so this is a loaded question i'm thinking how to best answer it <clears throat> so ha huh, it is true that uh, even till date hyderabad uh, queer activism is led by trans uh, uh, trans activists uh, thank god for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> because they, because uh, they actually have tangible goals and they actually work towards them and bring about changes in policy bring about changes in attitudes whereas you know most of the gay men do section 377 377 and now that it's gone inko pata bhi nahi hai kya karna hai abhi yeah. all the expert in one basket um but uh, i mean I, obviously i don't <clears throat> i don't want to trivialize the uh, issues that gay men face the if you notice um, the best way i think i will answer that is if you notice in the film um well, the, well i mean the film showcases the pride the 2015 yeah. pride there were a lot of student activists from sfi um even from abvp surprisingly oh. uh and uh, you know there were other muslim groups um so they wanted to participate in the <clears throat> in in the i think uh, msf sebi the but uh, it since it was a you know collective they didn't want you know the whole uh, names of sfi or you know msf right. being taken in they they wanted to participate as individuals and so and there was satish nainala there was uh, there were some some leaders who didn't mind identity like satish um, sharat uh, naliganti from usmania and satish nainala from sh you know they were all these people were involved um, are still involved in a lot of uh, you know issues around students and student politics and so for me the coming together of uh, you know st- uh, student activism and gr- from groups like you know SFI and MSF was something very very huge um, and uh, you know the this men alongside uh, i mean like one doesn't know what their sexual orientation is or you know there's there's men um who are snogle slogering you know i am gay and that's okay you are straight and that's yeah. okay <clears throat> so the the 
you know enter uh, the the mix of the synergies there the st- student movement ki tarah jo you know ab tak to kahin nahi dekhe the na main west mein thoda hota hai yahan pe mm-hmm. you know so the whole energy that you see in uh, like student movements was just spilling over and i absolutely love that and the other part was um, and i <laughs> and uh, the the part where you know at the end of the at the end of the <laughs> parade all the you know all the gossip mongering happening are are wo student leader kitna sexy tha hot tha bhai and then we hear about and then we hear about uh, somebody picking up uh, one of the student leaders that night taking him home <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I, all that <laughs> all that was pretty special and uh, <clears throat> the other thing which was very very uh, like uh, kya bolte touching was the participation of women in general so mm-hmm. they were um, <clears throat> they were anveshi was there a lot of feminist groups from hyderabad um we just participated in huge numbers and uh, the some of them uh, some single mother brought their children uh, educating them on you know uh, important issues right from an early age in fact i have a, a picture a photo of uh, a woman with her like 6 uh, year old girl who's like walking at the front of the march you know uh, making it you know making it a see the, the, making it a very sort of societal uh, yeah. movement rather than ye hum logon ka hai hum logon ko ladne do hum baju mein ya to piche rahenge nahi to baju mein khade ho ke taali marenge mm-hmm. no she was there with her kid right in front and uh, with a very assertive walk so that mm-hmm. th- things like these and 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 uh, and I, i i guess this this is what the boy was alluding to ki there's just some power in images um and those lot of images didn't actually need to say anything i mean meaning yeah. the the needed needed be any conversation around it um but yeah so uh, i don't know if i answered your question straight forwardly but um no, you, if, you, you know sorry yeah yeah so if you see there's a lot of queerness right even queerness in the way women are expected to perform their role Uh, you know women are are children hai to there is a certain performance that you have to put on right in front of children mm-hmm. what are you crazy why are you taking children to lgbt things what if they turn lgbt yeah. you know, all this like if this is not completely querying the performances and you know expectations that we live in then what is it yeah um like all these macho masculine looking student leaders from different student groups coming in and interacting with effeminate men and you know being non threatened by them um and actually being okay being flirted you know being flirted mm-hmm. with and and uh, you know going along with somebody as a date uh, all that was it was a very sort of mixed emotions and um, yeah i <laughs> i maybe don't know i can uh, i can be going on telangana uh, men uh, hmm maybe it's just the telangana men who have that 
you know, capacity to do that. Because I'm also thinking the different kinds of stories, like the coming together of these intersections, but also stories which don't always fit seamlessly. Um, mm-hmm. But they sort of, but in a way, they do fit also. Because, I mean, often when it comes to um, activism, people try to be politically correct, you know, like mm-hmm. they try to sort of segregate things and, you know, this is what we have to say, this is what we cannot say. But that's not, and even though it was very political, like, because I remember uh, that was after the murder of Pravalika, right? And that was right, a right. very, like, important part of the documentary. And it was the mm-hmm. same year when um, um, Rohit Vemula died. And I don't know if the film happened before or after uh, that. No, it was, but... uh, Rohit died. It's, uh, I mean, it's a sad coincidence, but Rohit uh, died on the same day next year, actually. So oh, Pravalika, okay. yeah, Pravalika in January 2015 and Rohit passed away in January 2016. Okay. So the film was in between, yeah. Yeah, that's a strange uh, coincidence. And, and yeah, so I was actually thinking about the capacity of those people to, you know, hold that pl- space, which I haven't seen really in other kinds of parades or it's either this or that, like, you know, what you are saying about these student activists coming uh, or even for that matter, AVP coming and being part of it, that's, you know, those disparate bodies coming together is something Mm -hmm. which is uh, fascinating. And I know that your recent work kind of also sort of talks about histories in Telangana. And I was really curious to know about that history in relation to the history of uh, trans people, because you talk about student movements and uh, the name itself, you know, of the pride was Swabhimana. And Mm -hmm. I am constantly thinking about Periyar's self-respect movement. So was there any connection? Was it conscious? Uh, Like, were you conscious of the fact that you were drawing these, making these links uh, with either Periyar or with the history of the Telangana movement? So so my job was to um, give a platform to a budding movement in action, right? I mean... So absolutely, the these um, I had the opportunity to take part in a, a couple of not all but a couple of preparatory meetings where the things these exact things were discussed and 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 definitely they they didn't want uh, I mean because because they were realigning uh, the entire presentation of it as well as the spirit to sort of indigenize uh, you know. The, bringing in the mm-hmm. Batkamma and Bonalu traditions. They wanted to go with a term that, you know, the that um, local people in Telugu can connect with, right? Mm-hmm. So self-respect, uh, Swabhimanam. Um, I, I, I guess it's a Sanskrit word that a lot of South Indian languages use. Even in Hindi, we use Swabhiman. So Swabhimana was, I think, chosen that way, that... Uh, you know, we uh, we need a very indigenous term for it, and um, the other uh, part was key. I, I sorry, I missed the other other part of the question. I was thinking about the connections with the history. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So, I my personal reading was, uh, 
yes, I have actually personally never seen so much intersectionality at any pride. Just forget about India, but anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not that I've traveled. I mean, it's, it, it would be a bit, you know, good question to people who do like travel to a lot of prides. But so I think there is a specific reason for it, uh, and the reason was that all these people, most of the people that you saw on the pride, also were participants of the. Telangana movement for separate statehood. Mm-hmm. Now, one unique thing that binds all these different ideologies together in Telangana is the movement for separatehood, and uh, I think that there was uh, so Telangana was achieved in two thousand fourteen, right. and um, <clears throat> there's just a lot of we could go like my parents uh, lost an academic year in sixty nine my. father and my his brother they both went to jail for you know two months it was just a lot of history in our generations um that has been suppressed um and coming of telangana people i was i know i was not here i was in the us and my dad started crying on the phone when he called me and um people actually like came back from the us and they thought they are now you know that the land that they left was something alien and now they can go back to their own land you know this mm-hmm. it was and and most like most of these trans activists uh, um sfi people every political organization there was i don't know if you heard about a million march but yeah, that yeah. happened towards the tail end of uh, the telangana movement and uh, it was just a million people just on the roads there was a the last time i think you know uh, the world had witnessed like sort of uh, well at least this part of the world had witnessed such like a mass movement where it just didn't matter it cut across caste it cut across class it cut across sexuality gender um, and that is why i think regional we don't i don't know it's a, that's a loaded topic but yeah i'm i'm of i'm a firm believer that a region has histories right i mean and every mm-hmm. other histories every other history is constructed by stitching together regional histories but the fundamental unit that has a history is a region a specific piece of land and the settlement you know around that land so ye jo energy tha everybody it was a spillover from the telangana movement mm-hmm. and the anger it captures a moment of anger on because there was you know it was a the the <laughs> unreasonable part was that people including me we were we were expecting a utopia right i mean we were thinking that telangana aa gaya to there be emancipation of women there be emancipation of LGBT folks, you know, the our chief minister had promised a Dalit chief minister <laughs> at that time. He had promised us a Dalit chief minister. All these false promises, and uh, so I think we were people were angry. कि अभी तो हमने खुशी मनाना भी like you know we didn't we didn't yet stop celebrating June uh, June two thousand fourteen. एंड जनवरी टू थाउजेंड फिफ्टीन में फिर से चालू की यू नो ट्रांस पीपल गेटिंग मर्डर ऑल दिस ओल्ड वॉट इज ऑल दिस एंड जस्ट यू नो दट एवर है 
collective dream of you know achieving uh, bangaru they call bangaru telangana golden telangana mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so yeah the this is i think the primary reason and i think the secondary was the brilliant idea of uh, i think it was also from the trans activists to include patukamma and bonalu mm. um traditions in because that uh, that uh, also attracted a lot of performance artists in the in the city who uh, you know uh, otherwise would not have sort of even thought of taking part in a queer movement right people mm. um people take part in batkalu and bonamma with with regional pride with cultural pride with it just doesn't matter for you know what what cause of course they are aware ki it's not like they blindly join in but uh, yeah it it is a uh, they were always a part of processions right the, tra- the traditional markers of prof- processions mm-hmm. for a cause um like sammakka sarakka jatara one of the the second biggest tribal uh, festival in the world that happens in telangana that nobody knows um is about these two tribal women leaders who had fought the feudal kakatiyas back in the beginning of you know like uh, the millennium last millennium um <clears throat> and how that is jatara like you know this word jatara Which is yeah. a procession to procession to celebrate, procession to protest. Um, so, you know, the whole mounting of pride as a platform to protest uh, really worked with that pride. Yeah, I was thinking like Jatra usually is associated with the like the drama, you know, in the Bengali context. But I don't know. I'm, I'm actually excited to sort of. I know you are writing about uh, Telangana history, so I'm excited to read more about uh, the history that mm-hmm. you just mentioned, the tribal story that you uh, mentioned. But I have a question about Bonalu. I remember this was, I think, a little later when Kancha Elia. Uh, I don't know if it was in. I I know he was in the march, if I'm not mistaken. But I know he made a comment, uh, saying that one should not like you know. Um, Try and try and reclaim festivals like Bonalu because of its um, upper caste origins. I was just wondering how does one reconcile that? You know, to like you were saying that it's a cultural space that you know because there was there were these festivals, performance artists came and made that space so much more uh, you know like live and. Uh, you know, it made a lot of sense. It got a lot of attention. So, but do you do you think there's a way to sort of navigate that? Those sort of critiques about uh, those practices, which were not so, and the, you know, the, what those practices were in the so-called original, like you know, forms. There's no de- there's no denying, Baba. There's you know, RSS has been. the most successful grassroots movement in in the history of our subcontinent right in the in the mm-hmm. past 100 years if there's one group that has achieved tremendous success it's rss so a part of rss agenda in south india is to him uh, brahmanize every indigenous uh, tradition mm-hmm. so be- before batukamma and bonalu these were these were sort of processions that had nothing to do with temples with vaishnava hindu temples 
they used to start they used to be played um, you know they used to start at some with some village deity um, involved at the uh, we call them chobaras uh, chabutra sorry chabutra uh, the center of the village from from the chabutra to the you know our you know we our land is a like some they call it some a land of 16000 lakes telangana doesn't have water so what the kakatiyas and the, the kutubshahis um, all they did was they constructed thousands and thousands of artificial lakes um, that now you know seem like natural ponds here and there so every village every village has a pond so this was more to do with the local see these traditions that were more to do with you know the like they would go and immerse the um, you know the the floral decoration um, that they use in patkamma in the local ponds so how the ecosystem and how rss has been like so successful in slowly slowly brahmanizing and now suddenly patkamma ends at a temple rather than you know some lakshmi temple some durga temple or starts begins there and uh, you know bonalu uh, bonalu again is a like now it is more connected to dasara uh, you know to the whole north indian narrative of what dasara is rather than something very independent something to do with just a festivity um, you know to the village associated with the village deity rather and now it is sort of the biggest bonalu happens um, you know before dasara so there is no denying that rss has been uh, but who so this is my question right who is there is, is who's measuring like you know out of 100 people there you know how many people have mm-hmm. come to experience the brahmanical version of it versus to experience the indigenous version you know version of it and who's there to you know measure it and who's there to uh, you know like weave around theories uh, it is a complicated topic and yeah. um, if research is needed to look into <clears throat> how much it has been brahmanized how much yeah. it has like like we go to villages of telangana and there's this festivities that we haven't even you know people we are urban telangana people we don't even we don't even uh, know what these are like the gonds of telangana have their own festivities and if you go to sammakka sarakka the jatra that i mentioned there is no brahman to be seen anywhere there is no there is there is boats of alcohol there is uh, sacrifices of chicken and goats um, there is just you know there is this it 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 it, it looks very disorganized but then where is your idea of organization you know organ or being organized come from um because it's it's as i mentioned second largest tribal festival in the world after the kumbh mela mm-hmm. um and it just happens seamlessly i mean millions of people and everybody is like it's it it happens over a week okay and um people are just living in just makeshift tents and makeshift they made makeshift bathrooms they're dancing they're you know the it it for me to <laughs> it connects me back to and you know one of the ancient uh, like biblical times in the <laughs> in the middle east or you know even in our uh, subcontinent where people were 
you know tribes tribes getting together in some sort of mela right which we mm-hmm. which we associate as as uh, also a jatra uh, so you you write like jatra also as a connotation ki it is a celebration where performances are uh, you know but usually for us so there is sort of a walk involved prior to that like so your so people, for example even um, there is a church in medak um uh, most of the christians are dalit converts mm-hmm. and they used to have a jatra which now they repurposed it to go to the church so like the jatra ends at the it happens annually and uh, it is a week long festivities and uh, they go there they offer their hair to <laughs> mother mary <laughs> Mm. uh so yeah the to a lot of uh, that entire <clears throat> the entire district medak runs up it 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 uh, the district itself was formed on a economy of a church that was established in the uh, mid 19th century so there's a lot of concentration of christian population in that i feel uh, like area. you should do a phd on just these histories no i'm serious i feel like there's so much work that you know mm. that that needs to be done especially the connections between indigeneity and queerness and environment mm-hmm. uh, and and of course the queer ecologies which are so much sort of part of not just the kind of uh, utopia that you are you were talking about but also how it's connected to the past and not just mm. like a past where you can go back but a past that can be a site for you know some kind of like pedagogical like tools that we can have to in a way like decolonize or in a way sort of rethink of these hierarchies and divides that are there in today's world Yeah yeah thank you for the suggestion uh, yeah a few other people have also suggested it i am i'm looking into it uh, <laughs> i might take it up next year i'm yeah. uh, building the house right now that will keep me busy for an year but yeah uh, I, yeah, yeah i know yeah i know you are like a very busy person but i hope you come here and come when i am here so that you know who knows what can happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and True. and Yeah, thank you so much. It's already thirty minutes, and I I told you it will be like twenty minutes or something. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> do you have other questions? <laughs> I no, I will not ask any questions because I feel like you know this has been a very organic kind of conversation, and I I had some questions about uh, you know the, the the time when you were arrested and everything, but I think that also became kind of part of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, about what you already said uh you know and i know it it seems really far like now 2015 because that was still the time when people were coming to towns with acche din but now it's like you know um the first phase sorry the first phase of acche din rather and but now it's maybe the third and fourth i don't know which phase we are in uh, i have to before i forget uh, yeah. i have to inform all the listeners and you that the prime accused in pravallika murder case is behind bars now i know i know i i think i think i remember there was also a campaign um 
Yeah, yeah, we did on Twitter because he would yeah. continue to like you know the police would just let him slip through the cracks every yeah. time he's yeah. he was caught. So we did a Twitter campaign and we um, we did all kinds of campaigns. I mean, um, we had sought help with the um, organizations of you know sex workers and how women sex workers and how they deal with uh, you know abuse in their work field. Mm-hmm. Um, so. There was a lot of effort that was put in, uh, thanks to Rachna and a lot of other queer uh, you know, trans activists, especially Chandramukhi, Rachna, Vijayanti. Yeah, Rachna so is, the, is a so sweet some sort of some sort of a closure it gave to a lot of these souls. You know, ki not all our fights are in vain. You know, there right. is some is some val, you know some closure somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, every year we hear about, I actually wanted to document that as well as one of the pending projects, like, you know, trans women die every year and just for so many reasons, you know, this dying for love, dying for, dying at the mercy of, you know, um, the state because they are not able to avail you know, welfare, other marginalized groups are dying for basic necessities, lack of basic necessities, dying for the want of, you know, acceptance. It's just, Rachna had written a poem on it and I just, I don't have the exact words, but it, it's, but it, it's in my, it's in my mind how trans lives, trans people lives are so disposable and, um, And yeah, so yeah, before we get emotional, yeah, I think uh, hmm. yeah, I I haven't spoken to Rachna for quite some time. I mean, she was there. I mean, I had invited her and Vicky um, for a panel, and it was so like you know enriching to sort of listen to both of them. But it's been a while since. We have spoken, and who knows? I actually was thinking that you know I can actually go to Hyderabad just to. It's been a. I mean, I went there in 2014, so it's been a while since I've been there. And yeah, next time you're in India, you should definitely come. Yeah, I, I should be there in May end, but I also have plans it to travel. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Hyderabad is burning hot in May. I, 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 you know, it's much better than the Delhi heat. Achha, okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've come to Delhi in uh, May, but the skin tends to burn. And somehow in Hyderabad, I didn't feel that. Really? It's very dry, though, I should warn you. So it's very, yeah, very dry. Yeah. Um, dry and it has an arid atmosphere to it. May, I yeah. would... For anybody, yeah. I would uh, I would suggest avoid just the month of May in Hyderabad. <laughs> Actually, April and May, but more so May. Yeah, it will start raining. I think in July. Like, yeah, I guess. Huh, June tenth is our when monsoon arrives. June tenth. If you promise to host me, I can come in your new yeah, house. Yeah, of course. Yeah, come, come. <laughs> Are you can come stay at uh, our Airbnb. We run a few Airbnbs, so oh, okay. come, come, come. You'll get okay. 
discounted price or who knows maybe you can stay for free hmm <clears throat> i'll get in touch with you uh, <laughs> thank you thank you so much for uh sort of talking to me and this is the first episode so that's this is really yeah i wish you i wish you all the luck and uh yeah continue your good work uh hopefully i'll come back on your show later famous after it becomes a famous podcast I yeah can put it in yeah. my i can put it in your in my cv that i was featured in this podcast oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah you, you already have your interview out in all these fancy journals i remember reading your interview by kareem kareem kuchandani yeah i miss kareem oh where is kareem you know yeah in boston so yeah i know i know i miss him a lot Yeah, you should. You should actually maybe come and do your PhD in filmmaking or you know performance. Yeah, I, I have to do. Well, I mean, I know that I want to do my PhD related to Telangana. Um, <clears throat> Chicago is my second love, so I don't know if I'll be able to do it anywhere else than Chicago. <laughs> so, and you know chicago has uh, university of chicago has every damn resource that ever was produced on hyderabad and telangana so mm-hmm. <laughs> it becomes a natural you know so i yeah i'm slowly like zeroing in like on a topic thank you so much i'll stop recording now but we can keep talking <laughs>